Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Roar. Welcome back. That was, my, that was the best roar I could come up with at 9 a.m. <laughs> roar. <laughs> it's, it's 2023. You got you to gotta mix things up. like, wow. Yeah, my, my New Year's <laughs> resolution is to make more cat sounds. Um, all right, we are back to the LSU Tiger nice. tailgating show here on WWL. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Herb Tyler, former LSU great. Um, and I want to talk about another, you know, potentially great LSU quarterback yeah. Um, yeah. in Jaden Daniels. Yeah. And he's going to play in this game. But I think the bigger question for Jaden is, you know, how does he move move forward from what was an undeniably incredible junior season? But how does he go from a very, very good college quarterback to a Heisman potential college quarterback? Because he is going to have Heisman odds going into next season. I don't know yep. what they're going to be. Yep. But he's going to be on that list. And, you know, this, this stat right here, I think, tells you just how impressive and unique what he was able to do this season does was. He had 2,000 passing yards and 800 rushing yards. Yep. He's one of two FBS players to do that. The other was John Reese Plumley over at UCF. UCF. A guy yep. LSU fans probably remember yep. as being the one quarterback who LSU could not stop in 2019. That's right. Because um, he ran, he just ran wild at, in that game. That was, Miss, he was mm-hmm. Ole Miss at that point. Yep. And so, but my question for you, Herb, is you know we know what Jaden can do with his legs, and you know I think he grew as a passer as the season went on. But what does he need to improve? specifically so that next year he's not only a quarterback that's leading you to big wins but you know is in the Heisman conversation and has you feeling like you are a realistic shot you have a realistic shot at winning a national title so first and foremost let's make sure we start off by saying um you know people may say well why would he be in the Heisman trophy running at the beginning of the season well you named it you said it he's had a phenomenal really a truly phenomenal junior year um, no matter how you slice the cake, right? It's 2,700 passing yards, 818 rushing yards. He was the leading rusher for the football team at LSU um, by almost 300 yards, right? Well, and I'll just say one thing. And keep in mind, in college, 
sacks count against yes, rushing yards. That's right, and he was one of the most sacked quarterbacks yeah. too. So I mean, you're probably he, I, I don't right. I don't have the math, but I mean, you're probably closer to a thousand rushing yards at the quarterback position. So he had 200 sack yards for loss. There you go. So you add that he's you know he's another he's at a thousand yards. Yeah. That's right, and so and his total touchdowns for passing is 16, three interceptions. That's really great. Um, the touchdown to intercept ratio, you can't beat that. Um, I know a lot of people really want him to um, try to be a little bit more uh, loose cannon, if you will. Um, and look, sometimes take you, more risks. Yeah, but it, the, I think they want him to be more loose cannon than really a risk taker. It's those two different things, right? Yeah. Because to me, he sees the defense. He understands where the ball needs to go, and if it doesn't, if it can't get there, he ain't gonna try it. Yeah, and I'll I, I'll take that, and then he can use his legs to get out of the situation and become great. And so I think that um, you know he also had eleven touchdowns rushing, that's huge. So you know you put those together, you know he's at twenty seven touchdowns total. That's that's a really good season for me, especially with a brand new uh, coaching staff, himself brand new to the team. Um, what from the spring, um, and so he's got a whole year now that he'll have underneath his belt. Two springs, one football season with a brand with two new coaches as far as the the receiver. I'm sorry, the quarterback coach, the offensive coordinator as well, and then also with a new head coach. And then you're gonna add some more pieces around him, and then he's gonna be one year in that system. I think that the thing that he needs to get better at to be uh, actually a Heisman contender at the end of the season is just really truly once again um, understanding where the football needs to go prior to the snap. Yes. I think that's the biggest thing that he needs to understand. And I think that's going to come with being in the system for an extended period of time and then not just taking the risk, but trusting the fact that he's going to place the ball where it needs to be, even if a receiver seems to be covered, right? Because when you talk about four- and five-star receivers that we would have on this team moving forward, even today, these guys can go up and make plays yeah. if the ball is placed in the right situation. And I think that he's going to learn that. That's a part of his growth. I think he has a really great deep ball, believe it or not. I think his deep ball is really great. Um, I think his intermediate passing in the middle of the field, that's he has to get better with that and understanding where those patterns are going to come from initially before the ball is hiked. Um, and then, um, you know, continue to run the football like he is. I think that his rushing is an intangible that – no one else has, and that separates him from the rest of the pack when it comes to quarterbacks. And I think that he, you know, Mike said it best. He's a guy that can smoke past you running the football, right? He can just he's he's there one second, and the next second he's not. And I always liken this to um, certain other quarterbacks in the past, not myself, because I felt like I was a really great running quarterback, meaning be able to run the football with the ball in your hands. There's some guys that run really fast, but they don't know how to run with the football in their hands. Yeah. They don't know how to get tackled. They don't know how to get the extra yard. They don't know where the yardsticks are. I mean, it's di different things that come along with running the football, and I think he's a great runner of the football and not just this fast, speedy guy. And so I think that's uh, going to take him to the next level as well if he continues to to learn to do that and to continue to do it personally. Um, so I really feel like this guy is going to be – um, a, a game changer next year. And I think with the, that, that, that one year under his belt in the system is really going to help his maturation to become really great. Yeah, and I agree with, with, with all that. And, you know, one of the funny things that, that Brian Kelly said throughout the season, and this isn't something you're going to hear from a head coach very often, yeah. is he was like, 
Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind seeing Jaden throw some interceptions. Throw a couple of interceptions. <laughs> right? Like, I'm okay with interceptions. You just got to, like, because, right. you know, it's not always, you know, it's, it's, it's about the decisions. Like, That's if you're right. making the right decision and the other team comes down with it, I'm not mad about it. That's right. Um, and I think he, you know, he's a little too hesitant to put the ball in, in danger, per se. But, like, you got elite pass catchers. That's They're right. Gonna, th- these are not elite pass catchers on the defensive side of the ball. So you have to trust your receivers in certain instances. And I think that's part of it. There, so then there's, I think there's elements there. One is, I don't know if he throws with anticipation mm-hmm. quite that's well right. enough. Mm-hmm. And I think he improved as the season went on. But I do think that that's something that, you know, you need to, he needs to kind of take to the next level. And um, the other thing is, you see scramblers, like, for example, Taysom Hill with the Saints. He's not a he's not a a mobile quarterback. He is a quarterback and then an elite runner with the football. Correct. And but but he's not using his elusiveness to extend plays. And like this is where like people talk about Lamar Jackson. And one of the reasons that I always felt Lamar Jackson was going to excel as an NFL quarterback is when you watched him in college. He's using his ability to move to extend plays yep. to to allow the receivers mm-hmm. to get open downfield. Whereas with Jaden and you know similarly with Taysom is it's like no once he becomes a runner he's a runner yep. he's not he's not getting shifty and making people miss and i think that's true of Jaden. and i do wonder you know both from a from an anticipation and from kind of an extension perspective is that something that's kind of innate do you do you just have that kind of mindset or is that something you can learn over time i think you can learn it over yeah. time especially if you have that additional year to go back and say well you know what on this particular play against whoever Texas A&M, instead of me running the football here, there was a guy coming across the middle, but I didn't have my head up. You know, right, I right, was right. looking at the person that's in front of me. You have to look, the, you know, several levels down the field in order to be able to get that perspective. And so I think that he can learn that. And I think that working in the off season on that specifically, I think that would help him because um, those are things and traits that you can actually learn. Now, there are certain things you can't learn is how to be a runner like he is. You can't. But once you commit, you commit. Right. So you can't still, you know, be mobile and then say, you know what, let me go ahead and try to see if I can um, extend this play as long as possible and then get sacked. Or the receiver that was going to be open a half a second ago is not open now because you held the ball too long. So I don't want him to overthink it, though. I want him to see it. And like you said, have the anticipation and understand that, hey, yep, I saw this, you know, this safety, he's bailing and there's a linebacker that's covering this trailing receiver. I can get this, 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 if I just scramble to the right just a little bit, I can get this ball to this trailing receiver because that linebacker can't cover him. Yeah, and, you know, I bring up Lamar Jackson. It is kind of funny because I have notes in here about all yeah. that. And so the last, LSU's last non-college football playoff right. bowl win was yes. against Louisville in the Citrus Bowl. That's right. Louisville, the team that produced head coach, just left to go coach. That's right. Right? Mm-hmm. And so we're talking about Lamar Jackson. It's all kismet. But I, I think, like, if you, to for an example of what I'm talking about, if you go back and I don't, I think, if I remember correctly, LSU just destroyed Louisville in that bowl game. They did. So yep. it's probably not a good example of Lamar Jackson. But if you go back and watch some of the Lamar Jackson games, I think Clemson is a good example from that year. Yeah. Is you watch him play, and one of the reasons he was so difficult to play against, but even in college, is is like you got guys coming dead to rights. And not only is he making them miss, he's making them miss, and then he's got his head downfield. That's right. It's, it's That's what right. Russell Wilson d- had done throughout his career that mm-hmm. he, I don't think he's done very well this year is exactly that. It was like you pressure the defense so much more if you force them to cover, especially That's in right. college. That's right. When <laughs> these aren't all pro def- the defensive 
backs, right? Like right. a lot of them are, you know, this is this is where their, their career is going to end, and That's they're right. not elite cover corners. And the longer you ask them to cover, um, the more difficult it's going to be. Joe Burrow was a master at that. Yeah. Go back to the Georgia game in the college football playoffs, and he had two first round draft picks breathing down his breathing down his neck, yes. and he just spun out, extended the play, and hit Justin Jefferson for seventy yard gain. Yeah. it's like probably the best highlight of a season with nothing but highlights and that's to me is that type of play is what we didn't see from him this year yeah we saw the the clutch moments which i think that's something you can't teach either is just the ability to lock in in those moments the, the tech not the texas a&m game the florida state game the alabama game yep. the auburn game the mississippi state game uh, and I think that's where, if you're if you're looking for a reason to, to bet Jaden Daniels' futures odds for yes. Heisman, it's yes. that type of moment yes. because those are the moments that win you a Heisman. That's right. He may not be that perfect, uh, like you said, scramble and throw the ball down the field type of situation, but he's a guy that you can trust at the end of the day. You trust that he's not going to make a mistake for the most part. Mm-hmm. You can trust that he's going to, at the very least, get you a first down some kind of way, whether passing or running the football. And you can trust that he's going to put you in the right situation. Um, he's not going to lose the game for you per se, like by throwing interceptions um, and putting the team in a bad situation. So, and I and I I think that um, you have to have that trait mm-hmm. as a quarterback, and you have to also have the trait as a quarterback to be a little bit, uh, I guess, more courageous about what you're doing. Um, and I think that this really this off season is going to give him a boost in that. And you know, it's hard to say you know, compare him to Joe Burrow because nobody's Joe Burrow. Right. But I think he has the ability to do those things that Joe has done. And it's just the difference is that Joe was super confident. And I just hope that Jaden can get to that point. I'm still mad about that extra point uh, in the opener. Like, that was one of the if – if that extra point goes in and you win in overtime – that's one of the best game-winning, game-tying yeah. drives, comebacks in LSU history. Instead, yeah. it's like this like nightmare. We had several chances to win that game. A couple field goals that yes. we missed and things of that nature. I but agree. I'm just mad about it because extra right. points should be free. That's right. Shouldn't even have to kick them. That's right. That's right. It's either go for two, you get it. All right. This is the LSU Tiger Tailgate Show. I'm Jeff Noack alongside Herb Tyler. Keep it locked on WWO. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Back here on the LSU Tiger tailgating show. Jeff Nowak, 
Herb Tyler. And that was Brian Kelly talking about a player who has starred this year for LSU and you look to the future and is a guy who, you know, you kind of just try to figure out what's his ceiling or does he even have one? That's Harold Perkins, the linebacker who just terrorized. And I don't use that term lightly. That's right. Terrorized quarterbacks uh, in, a, in a role that, you know, is – you know, he's like a full-time spy a lot in a lot of these games. Like, really kind of fascinating how they deployed him. And, you know, uh, I think we're going to bring in Jimmy Smith on the Okinawa Jewish Talk and text line. to kind. Of, and, and I think that's a good place to start. That's Jimmy right. Smith from Tiger Details. And just, you know, how good has Taylor per- – I'm sorry, has Harold yeah. Perkins mm-hmm. been this season? And, you know, wh- how was he able to make such an impact so fast? And how are you doing today, Jimmy? Doing well, guys. Doing well. Um I mean, as a as a football junkie, you know, guys like Harold Perkins just kind of pique your interest, right? And, yep. and you see the flashes and the explosiveness and things like that, and, and you know you're looking at something that's just different. And that's the best way I would explain it is Harold Perkins is just different. The way he closes on the ball, even if you go with NFL comparisons, you're not going to find many guys that can match his athleticism and attributes, you know, and and – I mean, the guy's sensational, and he doesn't even really know what he's doing yet. This is a guy that <laughs> started at running back in high school, played some linebacker, but was almost just a freelance rover of sorts, right? Didn't play assignment football. And you kind of see Matt House and what he's deployed, the way he's deployed him this year. And, and Jeff made a good point about having him spy. And basically, as soon as that quarterback back makes a lateral move, I want you to fire off and close that gap. And yep. And it's almost a freelance style of play. And so they know, you know, he's limited in what he knows about this game, and we can't really expect him to play assignment football, but we know we have to have him on the field. So let's develop a defensive scheme that allows him to roam, that allows him to do what he does best, and and make sure all other 10 guys are on the same page to fill those voids. So uh, he's been sensational. Um, Probably the the most dynamic freshman linebacker I can recall seeing not only at LSU – I mean, I can't remember another freshman linebacker having this type of, of impact that looked like this, um, you know, in my life. Uh, and I've seen a lot of good football, and I know you guys have too. Uh, we're watching something special, and, and I think he's deserving of all the praise. And, and by the time he's done here, we'll probably be considered one of the all-time greats, uh, you know, with the likes of Honey Badger and Devin White and all of what these guys were able to accomplish. He's that good. How does that look moving forward, Jimmy, with Harold? You know, we're talking about him being a spy in his true freshman years, 37 solo tackles, you know, it's just seven and a half sacks, 58 mm-hmm. yards of sack yards. So how does he look moving forward his, you know, sophomore, junior season? I don't see him staying after that, but um, yeah. is he stand-up linebacker, it, it, you know, as a middle linebacker, or what, what do you see? I think you definitely keep some of the elements and some of the ways you've deployed them in your playbook. Um, and then your scheme, right? Mm-hmm. You want him his ability to close on the quarterback, his ability to, in today's game, when you have so many athletic quarterbacks that can extend those plays once they escape the pocket, to be able to have them have to throw under duress is huge. So you don't want to eliminate that part of his game. But when you see his fluidity and athleticism, mm-hmm. you would think in time he should be able to become one of the better coverage linebackers in the league, right? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And if you've got a guy that can stand over the slot receiver and provide some athleticism and coverage opportunities there and covering some of these bigger tight ends and some of these dynamic running backs that can uh, attack you in the passing game. If you have a guy that can also do that athletically, uh, I mean, you've got an all-around dynamic player that, that, that can 
be effective in almost any type of scheme or any formation he's facing, um, there is a way for him to, to, to be disrupted in that play. So I think in time you'll see him become more of a stand-up guy in situations. But when it's passing down, I don't care. I'm 80. If it's third and eight, I'm bringing Harold Perkins. At no point in his career am I going to say, oh, okay, I want yeah. you to, to work in space here. If it's an obvious passing situation, this is your best pass rusher and, and maybe one of the most dynamic pass rushers in the country. And that is the most valuable asset you could have from a defensive player. So you definitely don't want to remove that um, from, from his part in the scheme. No, I, and I think it is, it is an interesting point you bring up. And, like, he, he doesn't really even know what he's doing yet. And Brian <laughs> Kelly has said that throughout the season. He keeps getting asked – like, well, why, why, why not have him on the field all the time? I'm like, guys, we're just trying to get him out there and let him do stuff he understands. Right. And like, he's really mm-hmm. good at it. But I think it kind of hides the fact that you know we, we he doesn't know the full scheme yet. We're still he's still learning. And I do think it's it's kind of like I don't like comping players to anybody, but I think it's mm-hmm. like the range of players that you would comp Harold Perkins to is pretty telling. Like, I'm trying to think of like the NFL equivalent of like what you might think he could be and you're talking like guys yeah. like like guys who come to mind like Khalil Mack, Patrick Willis, like yeah. the top end mm-hmm. linebackers are what you I, might think. Um but I do I do think that, you know, this team and I think Brian Kelly said yesterday he's got sixty five scholarship players going in this game and you know, last year you're coming off like thirty nine. And where what I think it is kind of telling about where this program is and how far it's come from the point it was at last year yep. to now it's like not only do you have a full a full array of weapons in this game you know absent you know BJ and and Kayshawn, you know they're all they're all going to play and and they'll want to play and you know what does that say about just where this program is under Brian Kelly and, and going forward? Yeah. I, uh- we, we all heard the numbers last year, you know, 37, 38, 39 scholarship players available at camp during that bowl game against Kansas State. And, and we saw it. We saw all the, the guys opting out. We saw the transfers. But I don't think anybody actually realized how bad it was. I mean, 39 guys suiting up and scholarship, that would be the equivalent of the NFL, an NFL team losing two thirds of its starters, dang near, all right, or two thirds of the guys in that, and and rolling out a, a a team with thirty guys trying to take the field on NFL Sunday, and to see them make these strides and to close this gap and to finish well in recruiting this cycle and to get some key transfers in again and yep. in the hunt for more guys in the transfer portal, I mean that is a quick recovery. As, as quickly as that thing fell apart, we're seeing an equally fast rebuild, which is really impressive. And to see if it's sustainable over time, we'll have to wait and see. But it certainly looks like we're on that trajectory. When you look at the recruiting class that he was able to assemble this year in his first year, um, you know, and they got a late start. Brian Kelly was one of the last hires we saw of all the big hires available. So they got a late start in this recruiting cycle, and they've closed really well. And that's where it's all going to start for them. The, the transfer portal is, is plug gaps, and those gaps and holes are your deficiencies in recruiting. So you really need to win on that recruiting trail, and they've done that. And so, and, and you see this roster rebuilding, you see the talent, there aren't a ton of holes on this roster moving forward. Whereas we went into this off season thinking half these roster groups are just depleted. There's nothing there. So yeah. uh, just a remarkable job, I think. And, and he didn't get a lot of talk for coach of the year and a lot of it probably because of the, the way the season ended. But I think when you go from where they were to where they are now, I don't think there's a coach that's done a better job yes, of building their program than Brian Kelly. So, Jimmy, I got a two-fold question for you. 
Going into this bowl game today, who are some of the younger guys that you're looking forward to seeing? And then also, can you talk a little bit about the uh, transfer portal and how, you know, with the guys that Brian has brought in um, in this recruiting cycle? Yeah, so, you know, we have the opt-outs, and I'm wondering how college football is going to handle this moving forward because mm-hmm. we're about to watch another bowl game um, that's going to be absent of a lot of the star players for this team. And, and and if you're not in that playoff hunt, almost all these bowl games look similar. And it just doesn't have the, the same impact. It yeah. doesn't feel the same as it has in the past. So I'd like to see some change there. But LSU's got some impactful opt-outs in this one. You know, Keyshawn Butte, of course, opting out B.J. Ozolari. Anybody that basically has NFL aspirations is kind of forced into a situation. Do we start this combine training when you're supposed to on schedule? Right. Or do we – come in late with the possibility of having a lingering injury that prolongs our development and so on and so on. So um, as these guys prepare for their future, I mean, this is a tough decision. So I'm anxious to see how guys like Savion Jones, um, that's the guy that's going to be starting today at defensive end. Uh, I think Savion's got a really bright future, more of an old school 6'5", 6'6", 275-pound defensive end, but he moves really well for his size. He has some bend. So I'm, I'm anxious to see if he's able to, to be stout in the running game. We've seen him in flashes this year, um, you know, show some some of those reasons why he was so highly touted coming out of high school. Now we're going to be able to see, can he do this for an entire football game? And that's something LSU needs an answer for going into next year as well. So I'm anxious to see how they play. Um, I'm also anxious to see just the rotation in the secondary. We've seen so many guys start at safety, start at nickel, move back to corner, move back to safety. We've seen almost this this utility box of, of tools here where in, every guy seems to be able to shift around. Well, you've got guys like Jay Ward missing today and, and Makai Gardner. I mean, these are, are guys that have been there year-round and have mm-hmm. made plays for you, and you don't have that deep of a secondary. So I'm anxious to see if guys like Terrence Welch, freshman, um, you know, these freshmen during these bowl games, they get a lot more reps, a lot more quality reps with first and second team than they have throughout the season. So I'm anxious to see if he can make an impact. A guy like Landon Ibieta, another freshman receiver from Mandeville, um, who dealt with some concussion issues throughout the year and wasn't able to see the field. They've had issues with punt and kick returners. He might be the best one on the roster and most suited to be able to make an impact at that position. And and he's also a wide receiver that can play inside or outside. You're missing, you're missing Jack Bash. You're missing Keyshawn Butte. I think Dre Jenkins has even opted out, if I'm not mistaken. So um, there's definitely some opportunities here for young guys. And it'll give LSU staff a really good idea moving forward when they approach this transfer portal, exactly what they have with these young men. If LaTerrence Welch gets some reps today and shows that he could play at a high level, Perhaps they don't take another corner in the portal. So That's these right. kind of decisions are made with the way these guys perform today. So uh, this is an important game for LSU just to end on a high note, but it's a really important game for the staff to be able to evaluate what they have moving forward. Yeah, and Jimmy, you know, one more quick question, and this is something we haven't really gotten into much today, but obviously LSU signed this really expansive uh, signing class for 2023. Yep. I think they brought in seven transfers. You know, who uh, – I'm more so in the transfer portal than anything else. Who stands out – from the transfer side of things that, you know, maybe you were, you were surprised by, maybe you think is going to have an outsized impact compared to what people might be expecting uh, going into next year. Yeah, I think let me start with maybe a couple of the surprises of guys that entered the portal. Like I was surprised to see Jack Bash Mm -hmm. um, enter the portal the way he is. He has. And I think a part of that was 
due to Keishon Butte returning because that's the position Jack is slotted to play. And then shortly after he announces he's returning, now he's leaving for the NFL. So uh, I look at some of those, and and, and those are are kind of head-scratchers for me. But um, overall, I think they've done a really good job of rebuilding their depth on the defensive line. And when you have a lot of quality guys returning, it makes it really difficult in this in this transfer portal. All these guys want playing time. So when you have Mason Smith and Kai Wingo set to be your starting D tackles next year, and then you're able to go and, and get a, a stud performer from West Virginia to fill that slot, um, that's huge. you know. And so they've been able to get some guys that have come off the edge in that front seven of defense uh, kind of rebuild. I don't know if you have a difference maker per se in that group. I don't think you – most of these guys in the portal aren't that right they aren't the the nfl prospects type draft pick types they're that's 90 percent of them are in the portal for that reason they aren't starting on their own teams so i don't think you're going to go into these portals and and find these standout players at multiple positions yes quarterbacks can make an impact you get a guy like Jaden daniels and that's huge right but for, for the most part I mean, there aren't many, like, high-quality starters available. So for LSU to just go in and be able to fill their depth chart through this portal um, has been huge. And and it's something, you know, that we didn't know how Brian Kelly – you know, I came into this whole portal thing thinking your old-school coaches, maybe your older-school mindsets would have a more difficult time adjusting to this new portal, the NIL, and so on. Um, And I've been kind of surprised, I think. Um, They've exceeded my expectations and their willingness to not only dive into the portal, um, but to get some of these NIL deals situated and all of that type stuff. So, uh, you know, just another example of this staff really putting it together and uh, and really, you know, understanding today's today's game. You know, you look at a guy like Paris Shan from Arizona, there were a lot of schools that wanted this guy. Defensive lineman can play off the edge, uh, really good size. I mean, they they were competing with a lot of schools and they were able to get that and he knows coming in, he's fighting for playing time, you know, and that's not what they're looking for. And so they've really had to sell a vision here to a lot of these guys and, and it just kind of goes to show and kind of should build confidence within the fan base that they know what they're doing and they're going to, and this is going to be sustainable long-term. Gotcha. Really great insight as always. Jimmy Smith, tiger details. Check it out. Thanks so much, Jimmy, for your time and enjoy the game today. You too, Jeff. Later. Take care, brother. All right, Jimmy. Yes, sir. Thanks, Jimmy. All right. We're getting down towards the end of the LSU tiger tailgating show. I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Herb Tyler. Keep it locked on WWL AM 870 FM 105.3 and the Odyssey app. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.
Back here on WWL, the LSU Tiger tailgating show. One quick note, we're going to go to Okanar Jewish Talk and text line 504-260-1870. We have uh, 3225, it's James and Hammond. He says, Perkins is playing a position I was taught that was referred to as, quote, Monster Man. Monster Man. Sounds like, like kind of like the Monster Mash. Is that like, yes, you know, is there a song involved? <laughs> uh, interesting. Uh, I'll, have to, I'll have to look Monster that one up. Monster Man. Um, the other thing is Jimmy Smith mentioned that Jack Besh transferred. And, you know, it is yeah. interesting because you yeah. saw Miles Brennan transfer and come back because he never picked his destination. Jack Besh actually did decide TCU, TCU right? which is an interesting destination for him. Obviously, you know, they could win a national championship this year. That's right. Um, but, you know, one thing that I do want to get into, and we've been kind of going – in on this in the break is you know, one thing that bothers me more than anything else about college football is when fans of teams or commentators and I can think of one that I that I'm not going to name but he drives me nuts and get like really just in their feelings about a player who is a draft pick first round draft pick or you know in the range of first round draft pick skipping a bowl game that is not a college football playoff bowl game and it's like why are you mad about that yeah. And it's like from from multiple perspectives and Brian Kelly talked about this. He's like asked like, "Okay, why do these games still matter?" And he's like, "Well, for for program development and because the players who are playing in them want to be there and they care and they right. they want to play." And it's like, "Why are you going to give grief to like for example, Kenny Pickett last year skipped a bowl game. Pittsburgh was in a New Year's Six bowl game and and you know, it's like, "Oh, well, well, he's quitting on his team." I'm like, "No. He's giving the players who really want a chance to play and actually have something to gain from playing this game to let them play because wouldn't right. you want to find out if Savion Jones has it that's right rather than watching Ali Gay play in a game and then go to the NFL right right like how does that benefit you as a program if Kayshawn Booty even if he decided to go to the NFL came and played in this game great we already know what he can do but don't you want to see if Kyron Lacey can be in a featured role and do something like that's what's going to benefit you and it's also important to the players on the field. And I just like, I think if you're getting really worked up about, oh man, they just don't care. They're quitting on the team. You're missing the point. Yeah, I know. I, I tend to agree with you 100%. Thank you for letting me get that rant off my chest. I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm all about <laughs> it. And look, I'm all about personal development as well and yeah. personal decision making. Uh, my wife told me a long time ago and, and you know, so I'm, I'm from the old school, right? And we're from the old school. You, you, you sign the scholarship, that's who you're going to be with, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You play that, you you ride it out to the end. Well, you know, the transfer portal came, and I was one of those guys that said, well, why is this? And da, da, da. You know, it's change. It's okay to change. There's some things that are meant to be, and that's going to happen that you can't stop. Now, here's the other kicker. Why can't they have that opportunity to do whatever they would like to do yeah. that can better them, but also have a conversation with their head coach and say, look, coach, I really don't think it's wise for me to play in this game due to my future that could potentially be in the next couple of months. Um, and the coach said, well, not a problem because I got two other guys that's been, you know, you know, itching to get in the game for the past 12 games. Yeah. And they have they can't get in there because you're our starter. So and I think it's a two way street. And I think a coach that has the ability to see the actual silver lining in that is an incredible coach and they're kind of progressive. Yeah, and I think to to a larger extent too, this is that's a very much a fan narrative. I don't think players on the team are like, I can't believe Kayshawn's quitting on <laughs> no, us. No, you're be like, good yeah. luck, dude. Yeah. Like, go make money in the NFL. Yeah. I do think it is kind of interesting now that NIL has crept in. And are you reneging on certain aspects of an NIL deal by not appearing on national television in a game when they paid you a bunch of money? I don't know. I'm not. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Like, I wonder if that is something that could creep in. You know, especially, again, like transfer portals, right? So if you're Jack Besh and you've got a big NIA deal from that law firm that's been shelling out a million dollars, 
does do you have to pay that money back? Like, how does that work? I, I, it, it's I wouldn't. Kind of yeah, I wouldn't thing. think you do. I guess it depends on how the contract is structured, right. and then maybe the contract, maybe it ends at the end of the season, and the bowl games are not a part of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't I, know. I'm I don't just, know how I'm it works. Curious. It yeah, is, it's going to be something that comes up eventually, right? I do know that it's basically season long. Yeah. Let me say that. Now I don't know what's considered the end of the season, whether it's the you know like the 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 last game of the season or the SEC championship or a bowl game. I don't really know. Well, but like for example, Garrett Nussmeyer and um, yeah. I can't remember the kid from Purdue. They have a deal with Cheez It, mm-hmm. so they're staying in the. I woke up the cheesiest room, uh, which is kind of. <laughs> I woke up the cheesiest coach. I, I do love that commercial. That is awesome, right? <laughs> I woke up the cheesiest coach, uh, and so Garrett Nussmeyer is having a grand old time staying in the Cheez It room, and and know, I'm a Cheez It fan. I'm myself. a Cheez It guy, <laughs> man. I could I could house. House a box of cheese, it's like nobody's business. That's right. That's right. Uh, and so Jalapeno good, cheddar? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Good for it. Garrett. Yeah, I yeah. like the big ones, you know? Okay. Yeah, like yeah. The yeah. giant ones. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> uh, I also like the toast, the extra toasty ones, which I, I talked to Claire, and this is just a free commercial for Cheese It, but whatever. It's, we're going to watch a whole football game. It's a free commercial for Cheese It. And uh, it's funny because my fiance, Claire, she always gets mad at me because she's like, all you're doing is buying the burnt Cheese Its. That's they, right. They used to throw these away. Now they put them in a box and sell them to idiots like you. And I'm like, I don't care. I like them. This is why our other halves are much smarter than we are. Right? It works because she doesn't like them, so I get them That's all. right. You get them all. That's right. That's anyway, right. yeah. So it, the, there's going to be, there's always going to be a lot of awkwardness as it comes to these postseason games now that they're not yeah. postseason related. That's right. right. And look, I, I agree. I, I understand people can make their decisions, and I, I think it's, it can benefit both sides of it, personally. Yeah. No, and and, I, and I'm looking forward to seeing these guys out there that haven't got a chance to be featured. And yeah. So that's what, this, that's what this game is, and we're going to watch it, and we're going to see it, and hey, Feel fortunate that you're getting to see Jaden Daniels. That's right? right. Like in a lot of instances, you wouldn't. Even if he was coming back, maybe he skips it because it just doesn't make sense. He's dealing with an ankle injury. That's but he's right. going to play because he wants to play, and all these guys want to play. And good for them. All right, this is the LSU Tiger tailgating show. Getting down towards the end, I'm Jeff Nowak along with Herb Tyler. This is WWL. All right, coming up till 10 o'clock here on the LSU Tiger tailgating show, about two hours before kickoff. LSU and Purdue in the Citrus Bowl. That's right. Eating a bunch of Cheez-Its. I wonder if the winning team will just get like a shower of cheese that's over their head. That would be nice. A girl can dream, right? Um, and so, so Herb, I'm Jeff Nowak alongside Herb Tyler. And Herb, you know, I guess a good way to close it out here will be, what is your prediction for this game? LSU's going in as about 15-point favorites. So what do you think? Do you think they're going to cover? You think? You know, it's hard to say that they're going to cover because I think you'll see so many new faces. But I think that um, LSU has a, a really great opportunity to cover. You know, they're bringing back Jaden Daniels. Um, they're going to have their top running game in um, intact, and they're going to have some new receivers we'll see out there. But essentially, you'll have neighbors out there as well. Um, and then the defense, we're going to see what's going to happen on the defensive side. So I think that they're going to be able to force Purdue into some really tough situations by really pressuring the quarterback who's going to be new for them. But I really think that LSU is going to win probably 15 points or more. Call it 45-20. I'll give them that. Yeah. That's yeah, right. but if Austin Burton up looking a lot like Drew, Drew Brees, well, they might have a problem. But Scooby all right, Scooby Doo, baby, pull a mask over. <laughs> yes, it's been a lot of fun. Everyone enjoy the game, LSU, Purdue, and the Citrus Bowl. Thanks to everyone to make this broadcast possible. Kevin Cassidy, Diane Newman, Ian Hoke. Thanks to Herb for hanging out with me this morning. And uh, go Tigers! Yes. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.